0: Psalm thirty seven Psalm thirty seven verses 39 and 40. But
1: the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them, because they trust in Him.
0: He shall deliver them From the wicked and save them. Why? Because they trust in Him. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. And we know that this time here on this earth is full of trouble, as Jesus said. In this world, you're going to have trouble don't try to hide yourself from it don't deceive yourself into thinking that everything's always going to go smoothly because the fact of the matter is it's not so just settle it in your hearts but he is our strength in time of trouble and it goes on to say he shall help them and deliver them Deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. And one of the things that we see both in the Old Testament and the New is one very consistent message. Faith and the result. Receiving help from God, receiving the answers to prayer, receiving help, Deliverance, because they trust in Him. I think that we think that when we call on the Lord to deliver us, we mistakenly think that, that God is going to deliver us so that we have no trouble. That when we have trouble, that God's is going to embrace it and take it all away. Gonna just erase it all, and sometimes God will do that. But if he, if we look at it here, it says, He is their strength in time of trouble. To go through trouble, it says. In First Corinthians, it says that God provides a way of escape. And every temptation, so that we're able to bear it. He doesn't say he's going to take all trials and temptations away. He says we're going to be able to bear it because he's going to help us. And why will he help us? Because we trust him. The problem is is that how do we trust someone if we don't know him? And that's a challenging question to each of us. The children of Israel didn't trust God in the wilderness. And God said about them, they don't trust me, they don't know my ways. I showed them my power, they don't don't trust me, they don't know my ways. They don't know God. They didn't know Him. Last week we talked about our love for God, but how can we, know a how can we love a God if we don't know Him, if we don't know what He's really like? And this all comes back to what we believe about God. It says that in the last days, in the book of Daniel, that the Antichrist would speak great and terrible things against the God of heaven, from him who, to, about Him who sits on the throne pervert the people's mind about who God is is and what He's like and what He's about, the people of the earth. So what we want to talk about today is the connection between believing and trusting God and receiving help from God, as we read right here. He shall deliver them, he shall help them and save and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked, including the devil, and save them because that's why he will deliver them, help them, save them, because they trust him. Now this might seem like an elementary thing, but when you really think about it there's a direct connection between one and the other Dave was quoting from Ephesians this morning that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith there's only one way that Christ dwells in our hearts there's no other way It's by faith. Faith in what? Faith in the message. Faith in Him. Faith in His power to deliver us and save us from judgment. From all the from all the work of the wicked evil one. And all the trials we and temptations we go through in life. That we learn to trust Him. Christ dwells in our hearts only one way and that's through faith your faith in him from there we go to Jeremiah chapter 17 5 to 10
1: thus says the Lord cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart departs from the Lord for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spread out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. The heart is, dece- is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart, I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways,
0: according to the fruit of his doings. So here we see set before people of God blessing and cursing. As we read, Moses reads and in the, in the, speaks in Deuteronomy, we read Moses say, Behold, this day I set before you blessing and cursing. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. <coughs> Notice the word trust. Doesn't, doesn't mean that there's never any uh, room for human wisdom. But <laughs> it has to be taken with great caution. Our trust is not in man. It says, who makes flesh his strength. Whether it be our own wisdom, trusting in our own wisdom, or the wisdom of of the world. It says our heart departs from the Lord when we do that. Look at what it says, verse 5. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and who makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. This is the opposite of faith in God. This is faith in man. This is, we can profess Christ, but have faith in man. And, and, it, and it... We're leaving the way of the Lord in that. We're leaving God's way in doing that. And that's something that each of us who are Christians has to examine ourselves. Am I putting my trust in God? Am I putting my trust in my own understanding? In, in what my peers say, what people in Christendom say, <laughs> people in my church do? Or am I putting my trust in the Word of God? And am I putting my trust in what He has revealed? And what He says? And so we have to examine ourselves and say, well, what's really going on in my life? And it talks about how... <clears throat> It, it refers to it as being like a shrub in the desert, in a salt land. A salt land doesn't grow anything. That's why in the old days, back in the times of the Greeks and the Romans, when they, when they conquered a nation, and they would take certain places and they'd plant salt, they'd put salt in the ground and plow it in. Poison the ground, so nothing could grow in it. That's what it says it's like when we're not trusting God. It's like being in a desert. A salt land. Where nothing grows. Like a shrub in the desert. No water. And shall not see when good comes. And blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. And he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river. And will not fear when the heat comes not be, and the leaf will be green and not anxious in the year of drought and yielding fruit in due season <clears throat> are we anxious are we walking in fear and here it is right here it shows the difference between those who are trusting God in their life not just trusting our, God for our for eternal life which is the most important but trust in God for this life he will not fear when the heat comes and all the trials come and all the temptation come we won't walk in fear look at all these problems look at all these tribulations he will not fear when heat comes and he will not be anxious in the year of the drought <clears throat> you know the last month of July was a very dry month and as typical you know my boss was extremely nervous and anxious this past month because the water was going down in the ponds we irrigate from and you know he was snapping out real easy and a lot of bad things were going on and you could see he was sweating it out and he he was so superstitious about it he might not want to talk about it because he was afraid that all the predictions that Kept on, you know, disappearing for rain. He was afraid that if we talked about it, that it would it would hex them and everything, and they would be cursed, and the and the rain wouldn't come. Fear of drought. The fear of drought. But someone who trusts God is like being planted by the river. You know, if you're if a tree's planted by the river, you got a fig tree planted by the river. You don't have to water it even when it's not raining. those roots are just going to go down and get the water right out of the river. It's fine. No problem. And you're going to make fruit no matter, if it hasn't rained for six months, doesn't matter. That tree is going to bear fruit. Leaves are going to be green on that. You get away from that river, what happens? The further away you get from that river, you're going to see browner and browner and browner until it's like it's talking about the person who doesn't trust God. It's like a shrub in the desert. Leaves fall off. Yep. Brown, no fruit. says right after that, the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Now, why would you think that it would, it seems like it's changing to a different subject. It's not. It's not. Because our heart can easily be deceived and be deceitful. And we can deceive ourselves to think we're trusting God. And we're not. And that's why our faith will be tested. The testing of your faith, Peter says. The testing of our faith, James says. Our faith will be tested. Jesus, in the parable of the sower in the soil, says some believe for a time, but in the time of testing, they don't continue. They don't continue to believe. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind. What's he looking for? It's impossible to believe God except by faith. It says that Enoch pleased God. That was his testimony. And it says, we must, in order to please God, we must believe that He is and that He will reward us for seeking Him. In other words, trust. We please God by trusting Him. Faith. Faith in our life. So if we're getting worked up and anxious and troubled about many things, it's as plain as handwriting on the wall if we're living in fear of someone breaking into our house living in fear of all kinds of evil things happening to us living in fear of antichrist we're not listening to God we're not trusting him. We don't trust in the integrity of what he said. That for the children of God, those who believe on him, but he will help them. We're not making that real in our lives. In our hearts. And that's where our heart deceives us. And God's examining that. And as he examines that, he exposes that to us. He shows us, look, look what you're doing. Not really putting your trust in the things that I've said. And I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. This is every child of God goes through this process of being confronted by the Spirit of God. Because before we came and became a Christian, before we walked with the Lord, that's what we all did. We put our trust in man and the wisdom of man our own reasoning and our own wisdom the wisdom of our peers it's not the way of the children of God and, and we have to relearn how to live to live for him and not for ourselves to follow Jesus and not to follow the way we the things we used to follow the instincts our natural instincts and the instincts of others it's a dangerous thing To walk in the wisdom of, of man. Because it says the whole world is under the influence of the evil one. Worldly wisdom is full of booby traps. Danger. Because it's under the influence of the evil one. That's why John says that. We are of God and the whole world is under the influence of the evil one. Why? Because they listen to him. And they don't put their trust in God. And we can fall into that same category of being influenced if we put our trust in our own natural instincts. We put our trust in the wisdom of men. Our own wisdom. Things we read on the internet. I, the Lord, search the heart, and I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. We have to understand the connection between everything that was said before that. That when he says he gives every man according to his ways, Jesus said, as you have believed, let it be done unto you. That's the fruit of our ways, the fruit of what we believe. As we have believed, let it be done unto you, Jesus said. According to your faith, let it be done unto you. That's what it's saying here. I test the mind and give to every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings, the doings which begin in the heart. Whether we're trusting him or not, whether we believe his word. I came across a, a scripture that had to do with what we were talking about last week. In the book of James it says, Blessed is he who endures temptation. For when he is tried, or tested, there that word again, tested, he will receive the crown of life. That God has promised to those who love him. there's a connection again about the people of God and the fruit of their doings to those who love Him it's different than religion it's different just saying well if I do a whole bunch of things that are said then God is going to accept me no God calls us into a covenant with Him there's a covenant Based on his love for us, we love him because he first loved us. And in this love relationship, we begin to understand, as John said, we believe and have come to know the love that God has for us. Or actually the reverse. We we have come to know and believe, I forget which actually I forget which way, order it's in. We have known and have come to believe the love that God has for us, something like that. Um You know the love. You believe the love that God has for us. And it's life-changing. Believing this message. We talk about how life-changing faith in this message is. And God calls us in a message, and a calling, not just into obedience, but into a relationship with Him as His Son. And the Father loves His Son, and the Son loves His Father calls us into a relationship as his children. And we begin to understand and know the love that he has for us. And we love him because he first loved us. That's the evidence and the the characteristics of the children of God. He's giving the crown of life to those who love him as we talked about what we were studying last week. But as we talk about that, we, as we know Him, we love Him, then we can trust Him. When we love somebody, and we know somebody, and they show themselves to be a person of great integrity and love, you can put your life in their hands. And this is so important because it gives us a whole new respect for the Holy Scriptures, for the Word of God. God said it. God said these things. Whether it's the weightier matters and even the lesser matters and the ordinances of the Word of God. The purposes of God, we begin to put their trust in Him. Even though we may not understand them all. This is what God says. And we have this great and powerful respect for the Word of God. So much so that we begin to order our life by it. Because we trust in Him. And, the, and if we trust in Him, we trust in the things that He has declared. And when He tells us to do something, we believe that He's smarter than us, He knows what's in our best interest. This is what's gonna work. We trust in him. There was a paralytic man wanted to be healed by Jesus, and men carried him to the place where Jesus was. And there was such a crowd around the house that Jesus was in, that they couldn't get him in. So they removed part of the roof and let him down through the roof. I guess on ropes. Let his stretcher down through the roof. His bed. And it said Jesus saw their faith. And what they were doing. In the book of Proverbs it says, even a child is known by his doings. If we really look, because God is looking and examining us, if we examine ourselves, it says to see whether we're in the faith. And that goes into a lot of areas. Are we in the faith in the way we're living? Say, well, I'm in these areas over here, but I'm not over here. You see... Those areas over there that we really we've been weak in and stuff like that, those are the areas that God's calling our attention to. And we may know about them already. Say, so the wow it's hard for me to trust God in this area. It's hard for me to trust God in that area. Well, let's dig a little deeper then. Why? Has the arm of the Lord become short? God said to Moses. Why did God say that to Moses? Because God promised to give over 600,000 men meat. Plus women and children meat for a whole month. And Moses responded like, with doubt. It seemed impossible. But things that are imp- Things that are impossible with men are possible with God. And so that's why things that are harder seem more impossible to us. We fall into the trap of believing it's harder and more impossible for God. Or that the harder and more impossible things to us are harder for us to put our faith in the power of God about. But God hasn't changed. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. He's still the same God. So, well, you know, most people in the church I go to, or most of my Christian uh, peers, uh, don't believe these things like I do, and it makes it harder for me to believe them. I go through that. I know that. In places that people that I know in different places. You know, you hear a lot of unbelief. And you're trying to believe God for things. And you hear negativity. You hear it in, in, from pulpits. You hear it in Christendom. You hear it among the brethren. That's why this is personal. Ten thousand may fall on my right hand. A thousand at my side. But will not come nigh unto me. Those who trust Him also from the book of Psalms. This is personal between us and God. And He examines our hearts and gives us according to our ways in our hearts. According to what we believe it is done unto us. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think we read in Ephesians. According to the power that's at work within us. We can't emphasize that truth enough. Or too much. Can't emphasize it too much. Your faith has saved you. Whatsoever things we ask in prayer, believing, Jesus says, we shall receive. Have faith in God. not my words just reading what it says in here and God's word is alive and powerful it goes right down into the heart and it confronts us and exposes the thoughts and intentions of our heart it exposes us it exposes true and false right and wrong and faith or unbelief there's nowhere to hide from that and God isn't showing us that to put us down He's showing us that because He wants us. And it's His will for us to grow and to become the people of faith, like Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith. To be those people. I remember when I was a young believer, we went to a church, had a sign up in the front that said, feed your faith and starve your doubts. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God you know it doesn't say faith comes by reading the Word of God it says faith comes by hearing the Word of God by hearing what we're reading by hearing the word when it's spoken or when we read it taking heed to it I want to stop there and give you other brothers a chance to uh, respond or speak on this or anything else your brothers have.